Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Relationship breakdowns can be distressing and have serious consequences for you and your children. In Touch can help you to understand your legal rights, entitlements and obligations in relation to marriage and relationship breakdowns. When my marriage broke down, I was worried about what arrangements could be made for the care of my children, how our assets would be divided and how I would survive financially. I went to In Touch and they were able to help me. They provided me with confidential legal information that I could understand in my language. InTouch helped me rebuild my life for myself and my children. If you need legal advice, contact InTouch for a free and confidential discussion in your language by calling 1800 755 988 or search InTouch Multicultural Centre online. InTouch. Brought to you by Victorian Women Lawyers and funded by Victoria Law Foundation. Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio 855am on your dial. My name is Chu. My fellowship has been supporting young people in collaboration with Headspace Collingwood to bring you a special series of the Brainwaves program. This series will focus on creating a platform for young people to engage and advocate about their experiences of mental health within the community. Today's two-part program will explore the lived experiences of two young men, exploring mental health from two unique perspectives. Part one of the program, Mark will explore self-care when managing depression and anxiety and part two, Damien will look at mental health and healing in the context of family. Over to you guys. My name's Lucy and I'll be talking to Mark and Damien and I'll first start by having a chat with Mark. Mark is 21 and has a history of anxiety and depression. He's struggled with mental illness since his mid-teens but is excited about recovery and self-care and is looking forward to further study or work. He enjoys making art, talking with friends and making omelettes. So, Mark, would you mind telling us a little about your experiences with anxiety and depression? Uh, well, it's 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 like uh, anxiety and depression. It's it's uh, it's not just one thing. It's many things for me. It's I mean, some of them are positive and some of them are negative. I find that it it mainly uh, it mainly affects um, me being able to do things that I want to do, like study study or work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the positive things are that, you know, the things that I feel anxious about or that, um, I'm sorry, this is just my anxiety, but just, uh, it's those things are the things that I really want to do Yeah. and, and it means that it's worth doing. Gives you an idea of what you should pursue. Absolutely. So how does it affect your whole experience? Is it something that affects just a few aspects of your life or is it more like a more all encompassing sort of way it's i mean it's it's mainly related to specific like traumatic events i've had Mm. in the past so anything that's sort of associated with those events uh particularly anxiety inducing yeah but um 
outside of that, I do have sort of a general, you know, I'm not, I'm not a particularly outgoing person. I'm pretty anxious, but that's, I mean, the very uh, acute events. Yeah, so you'd say you're on edge, but also have anxiety attacks every so often. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for those who have, haven't experienced anxiety or depression, could you share any examples for what it's like? Okay, so, I mean, this happened uh, yesterday. I was, uh, I was going to this art program and I'd woken up late. So I, I went along and I was really excited about going, but I was still very, very anxious about it because I really care about this program and doing well in it. And I turned up and one of the people who were running the program uh, really got on my case and started criticizing me and like getting uh, really uh, almost abusive uh, in the way that they were criticizing me and saying, yeah. like, this is, you know, this is very serious and you should be, and it was, I mean, it was just a, it was just a program, wow. an arts program. And, and saying, you know, if, if you're going to be late then you might as well not turn up and, Ugh. and it just, my anxiety went through the roof and I really couldn't cope. And yeah, it's really triggering when people can be so aggressive like that. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I became so emotional and I, I was so anxious and I really, I couldn't calm down. And even like hours later, as I was going to sleep, I was still hyperventilating. I was still really anxious on yeah. edge and I had trouble going to sleep. And even this morning. I was until I until I uh, until I got some help. That that was still the case. Yeah. So how did you cope? What kind of help did you find eventually? Um, so before I uh, before I I got to that point where I was um, before I actually got the help from Headspace, uh, which was what helped me. I was doing some trying to do some mindfulness and some meditation. Um, Self care techniques. Exactly. Yeah. Self care. Um, and that really, like in that situation, it didn't help. Like it's helped in other situations, but in that situation, nothing. Um, so talking it with... It took a while. Well, you d did you find connecting with other people helpful in the situation? Abs absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, I went to uh, Headspace Collingwood and I talked with Canon there, who's running the Brainwaves program. And, and it, is a general legend? Yes, of course. <laughs> Shout outs to him. Um, he was great. Like just talking with him and sitting down and having someone acknowledge how you're feeling and recognize that how you're feeling is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a normal response to how, how you were treated. Yeah, definitely. I think just feeling validated is really important when you're not feeling right or you're having a, a bad time. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's so weird when you have mental illness, you think that you're so weird and it's like it's, you're not, you're not. You know, something's not right about you, but... And yet the experiences are so universal. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so what lessons have you learnt from this, um, from your experiences with uh, mental illness that could help you? Um, I mean, just specifically with this day, I mean, I learnt that it's... There's, there's some things that happen that, you know, you really can't control. Uh, even if you can't control how you feel, it's okay. You know, something's it's going to change. It's going to get better eventually. If you just keep on going and trying to reach out and get that help or uh, use those skills that you've developed already, then... Yeah, you... having faith that you'll either adjust or that things will change is really important. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what strategies for self-care have you found have worked for you? Uh, well, we, ju we just touched on this. So it's... I mean, for me, the, the meditation has really helped in the past. It didn't help in that situation, obviously, but... Um, 
I find just removing myself from really stressful situations and having some time maybe outside to just sit down, relax and think. Uh, and uh, making art is really nice as well. Yeah. Um, so, so have you found that as useful as an outlet? I, I, yeah, yeah, I have. Um, I find it's, it's more just, it's sort of like, you know, I've, ta I've talked to people before about how they find uh, just washing the dishes is very therapeutic because yeah. it's like it's doing stuff and it's getting something done. And it's sort of like that. But it's also that anxiety is made that, that accomplishing something very hard for me. So to be able to, to stand back once you've completed it and, you know, something's there, you've created something and it's mm. it feels really good. And like you said, the... Yeah, um, feelings of stress and anxiety about these things you've accomplished, they, they've helped you to accomplish it. Absolutely. So it's not all bad, necessarily. Yeah. So um, was, would there be any main points that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, I'd, I'd say... Uh, I'd say just, you know, I, I think everybody has their own things that they do to help with their own problems. And, I mean... Some people will say, oh, this is the best one and this is the best one. But, I mean, whatever works for you, just keep on doing that. that, that that's fine. Um, so keep on trying. What, what would you do in, in the situations where your first way of dealing with a problem hasn't worked, such as when you tried meditation and right. it wasn't helping too well? I think you just touched on it then. It's like just keep on trying and persevere through that. Just have that strength within you. You know that something it's going to get better eventually. If that is that's quick or that's uh, slow, you know, it's it's going to happen. So you yeah. just have to have that patience and, uh, and and I mean, if it's really hard, if it's really tough, and you're not having, uh, you're not you're not really you feel uh, you feel really unwell and you need that help. I mean, there's places like Headspace, like uh, MI Fellowship, uh, that can really they can give you the help that you need. Yeah, reaching out can be really important. Absolutely. All right, so, um. Mark, have you got any um, parting comments about self-care for people out there who may just be starting their journey with anxiety and depression and who are maybe um, just starting to think about self-care? Um, I, I, think, I think there's a lot of things that you can do, but... Uh, some of them, you know, sort of like meditation. I was speaking to uh, to Chris, who was on the show last week, about meditation as we were leaving the show, and she was he sorry sorry <laughs> um, he, uh, he was saying that uh, he doesn't like meditation because you know it puts him to sleep, and I mean that's fine, um, you know, I, I I would I would sort of say persevere with it. Yeah, there's a learning curve. Yeah. Yeah, um, with some of these techniques, there's a pretty big learning curve, but it's right. worth it. Yeah, I mean, it's like that. I mean, even with uh, getting help from Headspace, it's, you know, originally, you know, felt very anxious, but then it becomes something that you really look forward to and just mm. makes you feel so good. You have that anchor. Yeah, I felt that too as a client. It's been really helpful and grounding having contact with them and the counselling there. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you, Mark. Well, thank you, Thanks Lucy. for your time. Welcome back, listeners. You're listening to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855 AM on your dial. Um, we'll go over to Lucy and Damien for the interview. 
Um, just a brief message from Smart. Have you experienced psychosis? Are you over 18? We're looking at a new approach to mental health and would like your help. SMART is a research project looking at how electronic resources can support conversations between mental health consumers and workers. We're offering our services either face-to-face or over the internet. It's being led by Swinburne University in partnership with a range of clinical and community mental health services. If you're interested in getting involved, please call us on 9214-5304 and leave your contact details or email us at smartonline at swin.edu.au. Over to you, Lucy. Thank you. I'll be talking to Damien now about his experiences with mental health. Damien is 23 and manages experiences including dealing with childhood trauma, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, chronic pain and acquired brain injury as the result of early onset of alcohol and substance abuse. Damien now supports other young people through participation in the YSAS crew and Headspace Headspace's Youth Advisory Committee. He's studying a certificate in alcohol and other drugs and enjoys Tai Chi under Heaven, Man, Earth, International and Meditation. So Damien, how has mental illness affected your your family? Um, I'll start with saying hello. Um, Thank you for having me. I guess uh, with my family in general, I guess um, I think like mental illness or sort of mental predicament that they, they've faced or my older brother, my mother, my father um, is more so that the thing that sort of how it's affected them um, is that, you know, I think the family in general is pretty crazy. I think they're all pretty crazy, but, um, you know, that's like, you know, it's a biased opinion and they're like, you know, that's, you know, that's from my limited understanding if I was to have that opinion and that's just a matter of perspective. Um, you know, in that, in times I probably thought that, but they're not, they're just human. Uh, my mother. Complex creatures. Yeah, complex. Yeah, yeah. That's a better word than crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's you know, it's that's my attitude towards it. It is complex. Yeah. Because life isn't easy. Um, and that's the, the outlook you should have. It's sort of like it's non-discriminative. It's non-judging and not putting on, adding on to things. So depression um, is a main thing for my mother. Um, the experience, um, you know, I guess being a, a single mom, I guess my dad and herself broke up when I was about four years old. Um, they both, you know, had a lot of underlying causes and issues that surmounted to depression and yeah. suicide and lots of overbearing uh, anxiety that was mm. sort of burgeoning and despair sort of spreading within them that you know is a result from like you know suppressing and sort of not sort of uh, dealing with them things and sort of the expectations of uh, I guess a society to sort of uh, move 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 and sort of go forward and sort of build a family and so you know at the same time the emotional intelligence and time and space and being able to sort of sort of sit with them stuff and you know really process it wasn't an opportunity so you know that sort of impending sort of depression on her really caught up in it sort of how did that affect you and your brother um yeah well i guess it sort of also put a spanner in the work so to speak Mm. um you know i think it it sort of it it added a lot of things i'm not saying it's good or bad um because i think that's sort of uh who am i to say that is good or bad and like you know it's a matter of how you look at it um 
in a sense though that it got to a stage where you know i accumulated depression my brother learning difficulties and his own anxiety and social behaviors and all mm-hmm. the sort of complexities in that um i developed depression very very young well before 10 years old probably around seven suspected maybe maybe earlier um so it got to a stage where um you know quite around about 10 years old i sort of mum got to a sort of cracking point you know my brother's behaviour was too much, everything, being a single mum. And I think that's what we got to look at is like not on the surface when we look at people, but, you know, don't look at the sort of the reactions and sort of the behaviours. What causes it? But Yeah, look beyond it. Look at the human. Look at the person. And I think the heart behind it, you know. And, and and you as well as an individual when you're responding is, you know, not use your head, you know, use your heart. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. it sounds so simple, but we've trained otherwise. So uh, how it affected, I think eventually at 10 years old, you know, mum, we were in the car one day and we were sort of like she got in the car and my brother was in there and sort of 10 years old and she started playing chicken with the other cars. <laughs> I mean, my brother thought <laughs> it was pretty crazy. So, but he probably thought it was fun, but, you know. Um, it's pretty it sort intense. Of, it sort of was pretty intense. But, you know, and I think, you know, that was just her, her way of expressing her inner turmoil, turmoil and despair. Yeah. Um, it was, I don't think she necessarily meant it. And even if she did, that's sort of, that's okay because that's, it's a lot of pain and my ability to recognise that sort of helped a lot. And But, you know, as a result, I couldn't hug her for a long time. Eight, eight years. Wow. Um, how did you How did you go about um, the path to recovery? What started you? Um, I think yeah, around that time, the same thing. I was like just constant trying to understand people's sort of behaviours around me that was constantly hurting me, bringing me down, and sort of. Uh, I think that that sort of like constant striving and sort of sort of uh, yearning to sort of find out the reasons and sort of to do good I think that was a big thing the morality side of things that was instilled in me quite young seeing what's sort of not necessarily wow. like uh, good or beneficial for sort of your well-being and sort of living I think and being you know sort of outside and sort of enjoying life um so yeah. like not personalizing things so when you see beyond the surface and that superficial sort of nature you sort of become to sort of understand and that healing process of not personalizing things yeah. your own pain but others as well um i think for my mum on the side of things that that was a big thing for her healing recovery as well um and not having expectations of herself to be some sort of ideal mother in person and, and forgive herself forgive uh, and, and for me to forgive and for me to forgive myself and Overall, as a family dynamic, I think that's a big thing that enables space yeah. and initiates that space. I think we need to give that space and room um, and, and sort of to make an efficient family and the dynamics. Yeah, it seems like you've used the negative experiences to um, eventually find a way of getting closer with your family again and also helping the community. Um, what have your experiences been with YSAS? Um, yeah, look, uh, the, the, that sort of things like me, uh, you know, down the track, me and my mum, like now we have a brilliant relationship. I think our ability to sort of sort of keep looking inwards and t- inclining inwards to sort of really make your mind still, you know, do what is good. Try yeah. to refrain from doing what is hard, not being so critical and hard on yourself. So like, you know, that relentless like, ruminator in your head, so not listen to that, you know, and that doubt. So I think for me it was like her getting in touch with the spirituality side of things, her native Indian roots, um, my grandpa, her father, an Apache Indian, and so the shamans as well on their healing journey and being able to sort of, you know, experience and transcend and transform their pain to do the greater good and that purpose. And finding that in a family, I think, is very crucial for it to be functioning well, um, you know, finding that commonality with each other. And I think that's 
a very very key whatever it might be and that's sort of embracing and opening up to each other yeah really really enabling that sort of space like I said and um but for like for me that coming through it all and through detoxes and rehabs and heaps of surgeries and, and all sorts of things and acquired brain injury and her both of us sort of getting in touch with that native Indian side of things, spirituality, yeah. and then being able to go in turn and then put that through the services that I've been into and the youth participation and put back and make change through Berry Street, YSAS, Headspace, and, you know, implement stuff that, you know, reflecting on your own experience. So yeah. my mum for her and myself, this constant, that reflexive ability, that constant reflecting, questioning, you know, and that's sort of that's sort of a, a humble thing to do and an honourable thing to do. Yeah, well, it's been great talking to you. Thanks for being here no and sharing your experiences with us. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio. You can listen to podcasts of our show on brainwaves.org.au or email us at brainwaves at myfellowship.org. Stay tuned for Renegade Economist. And this is Unbound by Robbie Robertson. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.